Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Along the Keel, a podcast dedicated to the brands that are being built outside. My name is Captain Zach, and in today's episode, I speak with Art Hill, the founder and creator of Rogue Marine Advisors. Rogue Marine Advisors is a result, believe it or not, of a Christmas party and a baby shower. Who knew that going to either of these parties would then land you on a career path that is changing your life and and everything you love about it and, and allowing you to go out and fish, spend time with your family when you want and where you want to do it. Well, that is exactly what happened to Art Hill. And in today's episode, we talk about the origins of Rogue Marine Advisors, what he's got going on for the future, and as well as a little bit different of a subject today, we touch on some marketing do's and don'ts, how-to, and much, much more in regards to the marine and boating industry. It was super interesting to be able to pick the brain of Art Hill, or as I like to say, the marine industry's equivalent to Gary Vaynerchuk. And if you don't know who Gary V is, I suggest you go and check him out. The Gary V Experience is a great podcast, especially if you are interested in marketing and want to learn more about how to boost your business. So this episode is, of course, going to be much about story, but also a little bit different. And I think you're going to enjoy it. I definitely enjoyed our conversation today. Art is very knowledgeable in the subject as well as fishing. So who knew, right? Who knew that a fisherman would be good at marketing for the marine industry, right? So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Please stick around towards the end for some special announcements. Also, like, share, subscribe, leave a review, and enjoy the show. What I found interesting is kind of where you got your start in in the whole boating mm-hmm. industry. Like, the, Obviously, like you grew up in Florida, and it, you grew up king fishing, just doing the whole boating boating thing yeah. right so what was that like i mean starting so out- I, i'll i'll kind of backtrack and actually i'm a carolina boy right so I was, oh you're yeah a carolina so boy. you know i oh man they, yeah I'm sorry no, didn't mean no 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 that. that's hey that's perfectly fine it, i'm gonna I'm a, yeah, yeah, take yeah. the whole picture but yeah i mean sure. it was uh you know my family grew up in the charleston area and uh you okay. know every weekend my dad would take us to our grandmother's house and that's all we did every weekend was hunt and fish and hunt and fish and hunt and fish. Mm-hmm. So that planted the seed, that down south, low country, you know, backwoods catching brim and catfish in the pond and in the, in the canal yep. and going cart fishing. And then, you know, as I got older, I moved around South Carolina and ended up in Myrtle Beach at Coastal Carolina. And the fishing wasn't mm-hmm. really that good. But when I graduated, I moved to Wilmington, North Carolina, and that's when I really okay. started going into offshore fishing. You know, Captain, uh, my boy, uh, Captain Rob, he he took me out and yeah. he kind of really, you know, we became best buds and we would go chasing kings all up and down the Wilmington, North Carolina. That's awesome. And then, you know, it, but it wasn't until I got to Florida where my fishing really was like tested, right? Yeah, yeah. When I got to, yeah. to Tampa Bay and you know got hooked hooked up with uh, Captain Richard Hartman down here, it was game over. Yep, absolutely game over. I'm like, I'm not moving. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Going anywhere. So, yeah, yeah. 
so now when growing up, like, did you, were you just recreational fishing or did this, was this slowly becoming like a Yeah, career? no, it was recreational fishing. You know, it was, mm-hmm. um, again, it's kind of with the family and kind of what, what, what we did as a family. And then, uh, you know, right. recreational again in Wilmington. And then once I got here in Tampa Bay, you know, I kind of fell hard into the, the, again, recreational side. And then through networking and started, you know, kind of meeting different people like Captain Richard Hartman, he was just like, look, mm-hmm. you know, I have a captain's license and I want to start a business. And we actually met at a, uh, at a, a, a Christmas party, an office Christmas party. My, okay. Our wives used to work together and it was a classic story. You know, we were sitting around the snack <laughs> table and we were like, he's like, yeah. Oh, you fish. I like to fish too. And he was just like, Oh, I catch 200 pounds of grouper at one spot. And I'm like, please i'm like Damn. show me the picture I, right. I definitely don't believe you and he like sure enough whips out his phone and shows me real after real picture after picture video after video i'm like uh yeah let's talk <laughs> so right, uh, right. you know he was like what do you know that exactly I don't? <laughs> so he was just like um he's just like i'm you know i'm trying to get my business off the ground and you know i really need a website and i was like well actually you're talking to the right guy <laughs> so i was just like you know let's right. just work out some kind of trade so we can do some cash and, and trade fishing trips. And once that, once we actually got a couple of trips under our belt, it was over. It was a match made in heaven. He right. saw that I had the fishing bug just as bad as he did. And that became my like brother for life after that. We fish right. so much now. And thus, thus awesome. he was the one that pushed me into saying, hey, go ahead and get your, your captain's license. So you can kind of make this, you know, either like a side hustle or, you know, Again, right. just for the tournaments, we really need, you know, you to have yours, your captain's license just for safety reasons, you know, you know, right. tri- you, you know, you're captain uh, yourself. Yeah. So uh, navigating at night is a different challenge, especially in a tournament, mm-hmm. tournament environment. So it, it's better to have capable eyes at, you know, on point yeah. all the time and understanding what these oh, different yeah. lights and, and flags and stuff meaning. So, um, yeah, that's right. what it was. Long right. story. Yeah, li- lights actually mean something. They really do. It really do. They're not just pretty. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look like just a Christmas tree for nothing, but it's... Yeah. Right, right. So now when you were growing up, I mean, growing up and, you know, having grown up on the water and just always on the boats, fishing, you know, backcountry backpacking, like that means something, you know, and, and it kind of gives you credit into what you're doing now, right? So... What do you think that really kind of set you up for growing up, going fishing and understanding that marine environment and then how that plays a role into what you do today? Because if you're someone in your shoes who is, you know, you're coming at this as I want to try and help you build this online, you know, content, right? Which is then when we'll get into as like how Rogue Marine Advisors kind of got came together. But, you know, someone as a captain, you know, to to put it simply, a lot of these guys are pretty salty, right? They're they're not, you know, tech savvy. They're not going to, you know, we take pictures of everything. Now it's a little different because they realize Instagram and Facebook, you know, are helps drive business. But before it really wasn't like that. So how do you think you growing up, you know, on the water has really kind of set the stage for what you're doing now and giving you, you know, credit towards that next big customer? I think, I mean, one, that's a great question, but you know, it's different when you meet somebody and they are exactly who they say they are. 
You know, when you say mm-hmm. you meet a passionate fisherman, you know, you can really see it. You can see the saltiness and there's no faking it, right? Like you either have the experience right. or you don't. So, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, in my line of business being based, uh, you know, a, a consultant for marine based industries, my professional background was digital advertising for agencies, right? So it was Fortune mm-hmm. 500 companies and it was, you know, Hertz Rental Car, you know, Monster, Monster, Monster wow, Jams, McDonald's, USF, Transition right. Lenders, like, you know, the list goes on. And, you know, mm-hmm. well, I excelled really quickly in that industry, I was finding myself, you know, really overworked. I was like, you know, on my day off, I have to plan, you know, weeks in ahead, weeks in advance to say, okay, I'm going fishing. Like I need to ground right. myself. Yeah. And I think it wasn't because it came from that younger, when I was younger in mentality of like, that's what we did to have fun. That's what we did to blow off stress. That's how we bonded as right. a family. So even now, you know, my wife and kids, like when we want to check out, we go on the boat. That is like our offshore yeah. therapy, you know? And um, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's actually a, a brand client as well. So <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. There's, There's the plug. plug. I wove that in there. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's but it that's definitely kind of where that came from. And now, you know, mm-hmm. when when I was at the tournaments and stuff and people were like, you know, well, what do you do for work? And I'm like, oh, digital marketing. Mm-hmm. The captains are like, what's that? You know, some of the older mm-hmm. saltier right. guys are like, oh, it's it's that Facebook stuff. And that's, you know, you take pictures and right. videos, like, what do you do? And what's what's email marketing? You know, like they don't have a clue. Yeah. But they can outfish everybody, right? You know, they, right. you know, they can open up a 14 foot cast net, no problem. But, you know, you ask them to check their email and they're like, what are you talking about, son? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, right. um, yeah. So again, it's that, it's that credibility of both knowing the lingo, knowing the sports, knowing the in and out of everything that it is outdoor industry. You know, what's mm-hmm. a down rigger? What's a keel on the sailboat? You know, when they, right. when these, some of the tournament guys and some of the, my earlier clients that were wealthy construction workers and stuff like that who have mm-hmm. businesses, you know, because that's another topic. Like a lot of these pro teams are really wealthy individuals who do that as yeah. as a hobby. You know, they go on tour right. as a hobby because they've already built their right. their businesses up. So, you know, when I come along and, and say that I do this, they're like, oh, we hate our people. Like, let's talk, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just having yeah. that language really helps. Right. Well, yeah. And there's something to be said about just, you know, being able to put your time right. in, you know, and, and it takes time to be able to, to, you know, understand that dictionary, right? Like you mentioned, what's a keel, what's a downrigger? Mm-hmm. Like it, that's years and years of being, you know, kind of in the trenches and it's not just, you look it up right. online, right. you know, it's, and I feel as though, you know, now more than ever, we're going to start to see these very niche, uh, niche niche companies like yours where you know you need an expert in the field to be able to create good quality content right and you know if you could just briefly summarize what marine uh, rogue marine advisors is that way people kind of get an idea as to what we're kind of get into yeah no definitely so we um are a a digital marketing consultancy first right so we help marine businesses Mm -hmm. navigate digital marketing you know that's anything that's anywhere from email marketing, website design and development to database constructions, CRM to managing influencers, really. So it's, it's basically mm-hmm. kind of helping guide them what 
figuring out what piece of the puzzle that they need, what piece of the puzzle that they're missing. And then if they don't have a team in place to execute that, then there's a service side of that business too. And as you mentioned, a lot of the service part of that is content, right? It's making the Mm -hmm. content for all these different social media channels, you know, going out and filming means different, you know, means something different than, okay, we're just going to film a commercial and we're going to run this on all of these, these different TV stations, right? And digital marketing is just like, okay, if we have a strategy going in, we know exactly what we're going to shoot and we're going to shoot a bunch of micro content as well. We're going to shoot three Mm -hmm. or four different types of customers. We're not just going to put the the cliche vanilla family out there you know we're gonna have you know african americans in it we're gonna have asians in it we're gonna have upper net worth individuals as well as the salt of the earth type guys so it's having that knowledge and that strategy going into it to really make make the campaigns digitally work because you have the the variations to to change what what you can do so right well, and what I love so much about what you're doing is you're very authentic. You know, it's not it's not some big marketing firm that's coming in and saying, hey, we're just going to take some pictures and throw some, you know, models in there. It's like, no, art actually knows what people are going to be wanting to see. Like, if you're a fisherman, you have to realize what kind of lures and what kind of bait and, and how and what the context Absolutely. is, right? So, you know, if you're if you're sail fishing, right. right, well, what about, you know, what kind of bait are you going to be using? And, and I'm not... A big, I mean, I, I go fishing, but I'm by no means, you know, a big time sports fisherman with, right. you know, tons of knowledge. Right. You know, I, I do a lot of ground fishing here in right. Rhode Island, but, um, you know, enough for me to get by. Yeah. Right. But that's, that's about it. Enough to talk right. about it. And uh, there's something to be said about being authentic. But what I find really interesting is that now more than ever, we're starting to see companies like you that are coming up into an industry that is really kind of untapped yep. ground. Right. I mean, this has never been something that the marine industry focuses on. And even now, I mean, it's still there's so much untapped potential in and you're seeing more and more companies kind of from like our last conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, companies like Freeman who are investing thousands and thousands of dollars. And then the guys that are not doing that, that are kind of falling to the wayside. And you can see that. And I'm sure, I mean, you more than anyone can can speak to that. Yeah, no, I I think, you know, especially even before COVID and before the lockdown, you know, you know, this mm-hmm. I call it the digital wave, right? This digital wave was happening, right? You can either figure it out, basically hiring somebody to to help guide you and help use that wave to elevate your business and crush your mm-hmm. competition, right? That's how that's kind of mm-hmm. how I named Rogue. But nevertheless, like this. All right you know, technology is undefeated, right? It's not going away. But what we're seeing is the fallout of that, right? You know, you take some traditional Mm -hmm. boat companies who's been in business 60 years and that CEO, that president has been around and he built the company with his two hands. So, you know, what is digital marketing to him? Like he's not going to approve the budgets to invest in a video team or content team or, you know, invest, you know, doing spins or, or kind of bringing on influencers to test, you know, that there's also lead, lead so much room for awareness, right? So some of the smaller companies like Freeman that it can literally come out of nowhere, take market share. And I mean, literally like you'll see customers leave these brands that they've been with for years and go spend a million dollars, mm-hmm. no problem. 
on a fishing boat, yeah. right? You know, and, and the numbers are the numbers Army. are ridiculous, right? You know, you know we, we work yeah. with some, you know, yacht brokerages and, you know, they're selling boats every day, sight unseen from New York and the boats here in Florida, right? You know, they're, they're right. using it all online. It's all Instagram. It's all videos, photos. It's mm-hmm. virtual tours and walkthroughs. So when you have Jimbo down the street who has no clue, you know, mm-hmm. their phone starts ringing a little less, right? And then, right. you know, some it doesn't take much when these big companies are running in razor thin margins for them to actually go out of business. You know? Right. Right. And what, not only that, but you're starting to see, you know, a new generation of boaters come up through the marketplace. Right. And, and it's not just, you know, people in their fifties and sixties. Right. right? And, but even those people are still using platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn and, and whatnot, but you're starting to see this younger generation who is getting involved in TikTok and Instagram. And, you know, you know, I've been watching your TikTok videos and I'm like, man, art's, Art's doing it right because I, I'm just, I haven't been able to break into that right. yet and just more, more or less because of time. Right. But, um, but, and that's another thing is, is time in creating right. content. What people don't realize is that there takes, there, there's a lot of bandwidth that needs to go on just to run any company, yeah. but you add in content creation. That's not only quality, but also authentic. Mm-hmm. And then doing that at scale, because you need to, be putting out at least one piece yeah. of content on every yeah. platform per day, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you talk to guys like uh, I'm sure you know Gary yeah. Vaynerchuk, right? Sure. You've heard of him for sure. Uncle G. He talks about putting out, yeah, Uncle G, right? <laughs> <laughs> he talks about putting out a hundred con- pieces of content right. a day per platform. Like, yeah, dude, that's because you got a team of twenty people. I mean, it's easy for you to it's, say. It's, uh, yeah. You're you're right. Yeah, you're ahead. right. But you know, and to his, he's absolutely right because he understands the, opp- oh, the opportunity and how the the algorithms work. Like, even if you put out that many pieces of content today on the same platform, not everybody's going to see it just because of the different time zones, how the algorithm works. Right. So you know, he understands the the really the huge opportunity that it, you know that it kind of possesses, but. His companies that that VaynerMedia have, they have, you know, Zaxby's and Pepsi's and Bojangles and Pizza Mm -hmm. Hut. So those companies that are the most sophisticated, that do have the money, should be making 100 pieces of content a day. So, you know, and more. And they can they can target all those different segments because they spend so much on traditional media like, you know, television. And now, you know, you're Mm -hmm. having you're seeing OTT come out of nowhere and taking an obnoxious amount of market share from that because people don't want to watch regular cable television no more. Like Mm-mm. the numbers are, they've said it, like they're gone. Like that whole thing right. is over. So now, like you said, Spotify are getting a lot more plays, a lot more views, you know, YouTube subscription based OTT, like Disney plus Netflix. Like these yeah. are all young companies or young platforms. And this is just the beginning, right? So yeah. it's it's only gonna get get worse for now, but yeah, um, right. but yeah, right, the opportunity right. is there, and the better you can take it while it's organic and free, you know, try and mm-hmm. grab as much as you can. Thus, you know, why you see us kind of advertising and putting out so much content because you know, again, once Ford and BMW say, okay, well now we're gonna take our thirty eight million dollars that we're gonna spend a month. And put that in mm-hmm. the Facebook feed. 
my little $10 ads are not going to get shown anymore. You right. know, <laughs> like right. it's over. So I got to do something else. But, um, right. But, you know, to the same extent, like because you're working such a niche market mm-hmm. and you're targeting, you know, different, different players, right? It, it kind of makes it in some ways somewhat easier for you to be able to target people that, that are looking for that Freeman or that Buddy Davis or Midnight Express, right? Because that's a very small group of people. You know, not everyone has a million dollars just to shell out for the down payment, right? Or for the build right. slot. Um, but I guess, you know, to kind of start, like, where did you get your start in this like because you said that you were you were coming from a marketing background but there's got to be that moment where you're like all right well if i'm doing it for this company maybe i should start doing this this stuff for myself absolutely absolutely so that that's the brand origin company or brand origin story right so that's i was working at an agency and um we had a company called navico that we were trying to pitch an email marketing campaign and you Mm -hmm. know we came at came in and sat down with our execs and they were like, oh, Art, you're a fisherman. They they own a couple of fishing companies kind of, can you take the lead on this? And I was just like, mm-hmm. I never heard of them, but let me, let me, sure, right. absolutely, right? You know, it, it's what I do. So I look at it and they're like, oh, Navico owns Lowrance and all these other, and I was just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'm all over it, right? So, you know, we do it, design the emails and campaigns and put the whole strategy together. And absolutely crushed it, right? Everybody was like, holy smokes, you know, that, that was really good. I came home and told my wife that, hey, like that went re- really, really well. And she was just like, looked at me like, duh. I'm like, you know, what do you right. mean? And she was like, you mix your passion with your profession. And of mm-hmm. course, it hit me like a rogue wave of emotion, man. Like I mm-hmm. hadn't put two and two together yet. And I'm like, okay, well, instead of me working so hard to try and get this one weekend off a month or, you know, trying to figure out when I, the next time I can go fishing, let me just go chase this feeling that is so good. Like this, you know, this has to be what it is for me. This, this is the opportunity because these companies need help and they need somebody that can come from both worlds and understand Mm -hmm. the difference. So, you know, so they're not necessarily getting raked over the coals by a bigger agency, as well as someone who understands what their customer wants because you're in it. Right. Right. So that's, that's where it all started, man. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's a perfect example of being authentic to, to you, right. And to your own personal brand, you know, people say that keep say that, you know, a lot is, you know, find out what your personal brand is and start to figure out how essentially how you can monetize yeah. that right down the yeah. road it might take a little while but eventually it comes around and i mean what were those first initial customers because you're stepping out on you know on a limb here and you're like well it might work i'm pretty sure it's gonna right. work but you know you must have had like that one customer where you're like oh man i i got this in the bag like we can we can roll yeah with this. no i mean well it was i wouldn't even say it was one specific customer i think it mm-hmm. it was starting where you are with what you had right so i was already right. in the tournament circuit i was already in the local fishermen kind of area and again these these captains already had other businesses so it was okay well mm-hmm. let me do a website for you let me do some social media for you and it was just kind of like really piecemealing it together and then again, the whole time it was hammering social media hard every day, every day. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, again, I met a guy at um, a baby shower and 
you know, <laughs> right. I, it was one of my buddies who I worked at, at the agency and his wife were there. He's like, hey, you got to meet this guy, Joe. And, you know, he's like fishing, you know, he's in the boat and you, and you like fishing, like y'all talk. I'm like, okay, cool. So mm -hmm. I go over and talk to Joe. We hit it off. And he was just like, yeah, you know, he's like, oh, I, I hear you're the fisherman. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's some, you know, it's, it's a problem. Let's just be honest. It's a problem. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, oh, yeah. I actually build boats. And um, he was like, it's uh, like, you know, I was like, okay, cool. And he shows me, again, he pulls out his phones and he shows me mm -hmm. Lazaro yachts. So it's, oh, and man. I'm like, get the <laughs> hell out of here. I'm like, I like, I'm still getting chills now. Builds boats. Builds boats, right? <laughs> family, 60-year-old tradition, like family down the line, yeah. luxury yacht. Legendary. You know, legendary boat builder, right? Here in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. And uh, couldn't have been nicer guy. So, again, he calls me probably a week later after that, right? He says, all right, we're, we're doing a private tour of this boat I'm building. I'm doing the design on it. It was called the Cubic Yacht at the time. And... Mm -hmm. We're, we have some of the boat brokers down from Galati Yachts. Their sons and stuff are going to come be here. Why don't you come meet me at the boat at the shipyard and you'll be my guest? And I was like running out the door. I'm like, I'm there, right? Yeah. So that, right. that I would say hats off to Joe Lazera, man. He, he definitely opened doors. I, I got a chance to run into him again uh, a couple of weeks ago That's at the Clips. Cool. And uh, again, it was just, it was over. It was over at that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's so cool to be able to, and, and it, it, it's like you're getting recognized for what mm -hmm. you're doing. Right. I mean, most recently I got, and this kind of ties back into what we were saying earlier about, you know, where the market's going in terms of, you know, content uh, platforms, right? Like YouTube and Spotify. And I just got, I just got brought on by Waypoint yep. TV, which is super cool. And I know, you know, those yep. guys and, you know, it, it's kind of like that recognition of, hey, wow, this is this is actually working. And man, this is, you know, gives it gives you a little bit of fire and, you know, kind of pumps you up. And now it's like on to the next thing. And and uh, so I totally understand that feeling and other things that I've done, too. But um, what is it that kind of goes into, you know, setting up for a customer? Right. Like, what is that process of? All right. You're built like, let's say a, a boat mm -hmm. builder. Right. They're building boats. They're they're a little bit further on than you know building them out of the garage, but they're not like Scout or Freeman or any of these right. big guys. You know what are those first steps that these guys are taking, or, or steps that you're suggesting? To right. Them? So we start with strategy sessions, right? We have a series of strategy sessions that we come in and we meet the team, and basically it's understanding where they are as a company, understanding their brand, what that means internally. Also, what are the mm -hmm. customers saying about them? You know, and then we we look at who are their customers are, right? What problems are they having? Because not every company right. is has the same customers. Like, you know, you know, mm -hmm. HCB Yachts has a different company or has different customers than Viking, right? Those those, you right. know, no different than Benetti Sailboat. You know, these customers, yes, they love water and yes, they love boating, but they actually don't even like each other. <laughs> you know, sailboat, right. sailboats hate yeah. power boaters and power boaters right. despise personal watercraft, jet skis. Like they, they're oh, probably the, the, the furthest from, <laughs> down the line, right? Bottom of the so, barrel. They're not even on, yeah. I mean, consider them yeah. boaters. <laughs> so, so, I mean, again, so it's understanding where their focus lies and then what yeah. do they need right now, 
right? What's the sense mm-hmm. of urgency? What are they trying to accomplish business-wise, financially? What are the goals that they're trying to hit? Do they need mm-hmm. to, to kind of innovate on kind of solve a customer problem, right? You know, you saw Viking right. release the Valhalla line, you know, and I've been on mm-hmm. record saying, you know, that was brilliant mm-hmm. because one, that's a family-owned company. Yes, they have the production lines and, and, and the money to, to pull it off, but they actually listen and fish alongside their customers. And mm-hmm. when they saw all that that need in the marketplace of, look, these guys want to go fast. These We need mm-hmm. to build them a great, ten, not only a great tender for, for their Vikings, but when it comes to those tournaments and those, those shotgun starts, nothing's going to perform like a, a heavily loaded down you know, center console. Yeah. And, and they came with the Valhalla line. So I think it's, it's understanding that customer focus at every new client meeting. That's, that's the absolute core of, of what we do. And then we get into mm-hmm. content, you know, then we under, you know, then we can understand, okay, do we need to build a website? Is what we have good enough? Do we need to, to roll out a CRM or do they need more press because something really bad happened and they need to overcome that before we do anything. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, right. That's kind of where we start, you know, the strategy and then execution actually get, get it yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of moving parts. In it that. is. I it mean, is. It, 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 it's a ton and, and, you know, in, you know, like, uh, your example of Viking coming out with a Valhalla line, they really did an excellent oh, job with course. that. I mean, I saw you over at uh, at Flibs. You know, you were on those boats quite a bit. It seemed yeah, like, right? yeah. I mean, those those boats are are gorgeous. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. and you can see the yachting DNA, right? Because you know, you know, mm-hmm. the the yacht captain, the sport fish captain, the their attention to detail is is impeccable, right? And you have really mm-hmm. really high standards because their customers demand really really high standards. So. When you have right. a company such as Viking that can really drill down into, okay, we're going to create a center console, but here is what, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to put our stamp of approval mm-hmm. on it. It's going to have the best fin- fit and finish. It's going to have all the fishing features that you would get in a, in a sport fishing boat. You know, like mm-hmm. they're one of the first ones that have the, um, some pitch live wells in the bow, right? Yeah, you know, that's that's an option that you're going to get on the 41 Valhalla. But unless you're in a tournament, sport fishing, not only that, but sail fishing environment that understands that you will lose a record fish that can get you one hundred thousand dollars if you can't run the 40 feet to the front of the boat or to the back of the boat to get a goggle eye out of the live well to then pitch it to a, Mm -hmm. a fish that's tailing down, down, down sea. It's like that type of innovation one comes from your customers two comes from your product team actually understanding that this can be executed but again i mean that's just a brilliant example of how they understand the market and listen to their customers right right and it, and it seems as though the market right now is you know center console driven mm-hmm. i mean even just looking at that aspect of 
how many boat builders have started building high-end center consoles and boat builders that have just kind of come out of nowhere where it's getting so popular. I mean, we spoke about this last time about build slots, yeah. right? And how people are literally buying build slots to then sell three years down yeah. the line for, uh, I think, you know, I was talking, I think it was uh, yeah. Freeman, right? A lot of, that's a pretty popular company that people are doing yeah. that with. And, you know, for anyone listening, it's a, it's a super interesting way to make some money on the side. <laughs> if you you got 10 grand laying around, and you want to throw it into a build slot. But what is, I mean, because you know a little bit more about that than me. What is it? Right. Build? So build slot is basically, it's uh, in putting in their ticket, thinking like at a bakery, right? Okay, here's my number. Mm-hmm. But in order to kind of save your spot in line, you have to pay $10,000, you know, to hold that spot. You have to pay $20,000 to hold that spot at certain companies. and Better be some yeah. Well, it's and these boats are six hundred, <laughs> seven hundred, eight hundred thousand, some over a million, depending on the options that you want. And what that happens is these 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 high net worth individuals they really want these boats, right? Freeman can't mm-hmm. make them fast enough. Yellowfin can't make them fast enough, right? They're expanding facilities. They're but they're at least a year, two years, some three years behind production line. So what that is, right. is, you know, to meet the market, you have some guys, like you said, that just will put in their order and then resell it to somebody who wants to come in and get his boat right now. Right. right. Because, you know, right. they're they're not accustomed to waiting for anything. What do you mean? I'm, I'm a right. multimillionaire billionaires. You know, I, want yeah, it now. I, I need a 46 <laughs> foot Freeman for a yacht tender on my super yacht. Like I don't wait for anything. Right. So. is nothing to then get my boat faster. But, um, you know, and and some of them have kind of put a stop to that because it's kind of creating a different, different marketplace. (laughs) But, you know, I know a bunch of tournament captains that literally will buy the boat, you know, put the bill slot in, buy the boat, fish it for a year and a half, fish it for two years and sell it. And as soon as he sells that one, his other one, his new brand new boat is coming down the factory line like within days. Right. So they literally just turn them and turn them and turn them because when the boats are worth that much and they have such high demand, mm-hmm. the resale value is high. So, yeah, sometimes they're, they're reselling for more than what they bought yeah. for. You got it. So, <laughs> so you got, you know, you got to think back of who is doing this, right? Those people who are investors. Right. So they understand how being liquid works, you know? So that's, mm-hmm. that's just another piece of the puzzle for them to, to have a new toy. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, um, there was a story that, so my dad, he worked for, well, he didn't work for him. Uh, one of his clients was Edison show mm-hmm. So down in the Gulf, they make all the big, uh, OSVs and, and crew, uh, crew transfer vessels, CTVs, mm-hmm. uh, for the oil, for the oil rigs. And Edison show literally started as a guy in his fishing boat who one day, a uh, couple oilers, they come up to him and be like, Hey, we need a ride out to one of the rigs. And he's like, yeah, I could probably do that. And, uh, you know, fast forward till now and, uh, they're making multi-million dollar, even sometimes a billion dollar vessels yeah. to, uh, do offshore wind and, and gas and uh, yeah. oil. And he walks into some big yacht company and he goes, Hey, I want to buy, I want to buy a yacht. And the yacht company goes, yeah, well, it's about 10 years out because you know, we got X amount yeah. of yachts in, in yeah. front of you. And he goes, Oh, all right. And he walks away and he comes, he comes back. He goes, so I want my yacht now. He goes, what are you talking about? Uh, well, I, I just bought the company, so you're going to build my yacht. And I'm like, man, so, and, and there, and there he has the yacht. He had like a little miniature of the yacht in his office, which was like, 
man, to have that kind of money is just insane. But that's those are the clients that you're dealing with. Like those are the people that are buying these, you know, Vikings and Valhalla's and and Buddy, you know, uh, you know, yep. Buddy Davis and all these types of boats. So that's just a testament to what kind of market that's, you're playing. That's so funny. Yeah, and it's funny. So like when this when this kind of lockdown started, you know, back in mm-hmm. April, even March, I was just like, you know. This can go either one or two ways. It can be really good or it can be really bad. My my thing yeah. is positivity always, you know, as much as For possible. Sure. So I was just like, you know, people are going to be at home. Like, they're going to want to go boating. I still didn't know it'd be this mm-hmm. good for the industry. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, there right, is a right. video, I'm sure, or a tweet or something. You can find it that uh, that's where I said, like, you know, what's going to happen is some of these companies that are over leveraged or do have like really small profit margins, they're going to go out of business. And instead of the guy who's wanting to buy whatever the, you know, his boat, he's going to actually buy the company. I'm like, and I, right. and that's happened three or four times that already, you know? So I'm like, yeah. it's on the beginning. And especially now that we're so far in down the line and, you know, mm-hmm. we still haven't properly paid the, the piper, you know, it's only going to get, worse right you know these bigger companies right. that do have the bread are only going to start really acquiring a lot smaller companies acquiring competition mm-hmm. and um, buying up other companies as a whole like we're literally just beginning to see some of that happen right yeah so that's going to happen right. more and more for sure yeah but you know i think you know i think it's also going to work itself out you know in the marketplace right. like where more companies are getting bought out by bigger ones there's going to be opportunity for smaller ones to come up you know and be able to fill the gaps that the bigger ones just don't want to do because they don't don't want to put the detail or they don't right yeah they don't, right they don't have to they're like ah oh, we're selling boats so what's the big deal right yeah. but i mean that's i guess that's kind of like in any market right. you know but you brought up a really interesting point which is covid and how it's affected the boating industry and just the maritime and marine industry as a whole, you know, it's, you know, as someone who works, you know, actively in that industry and has friends who are yacht brokers and and captains and whatnot, it's been absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. You know, what this, what COVID-19 has done to, to an industry that was, I wouldn't say it wasn't, it was by no means dying in any way, but it was, you know, it was kind of slow, right? There was this like transitional phase between, the older generation getting older and kind of, you know, phasing out and the newer generation coming in. But with COVID-19, it's like it fast forward into five years into the future where it's like all these, you know, young uh, Gen X millennials were like, well, got nothing else to do. Let's buy a boat, you know, and it it made for a very busy summer for me, which is great. (laughs) Oh yeah. I can imagine. (laughs) But a lot of, a lot of towing going on, but, uh, because all these people that are buying boats, they have no idea what they're doing. No, right? no and, clue. And I, yeah, I mean, you know, you've seen qualified captain, it's, right? It's the <laughs> it's the best pastime it is. But you know, also on the backside of that is like you, when you go into the boat ramps and it's slammed on a weekday mm-hmm. because there's so many people at home. You're like, I've never seen it. Like you know, every weekend here was like more busier or busier than. Fourth of July or Memorial Day weekend, like those really big boating holidays. Like, I mean, Florida, <laughs> there's no no hiding from it. Like, it's an absolute party the whole time. Right. <laughs> you know, we're supposed to be <laughs> locked down, but social distancing. Yeah, social yeah. distancing. Not when it came to the boat ramp, man. I mean, it was it yeah. was a crap show. 
because there were so many new boaters that they don't they don't understand proper boating etiquette, how to dock, what you know, how to get the kids off in a timely manner. Like it's just it's terrible. Right. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I love it. <laughs> no, but I always thought it'd be a good idea if you sat at the boat ramp and just charged people money to back down their boat. I saw a meme like I mean, that. I saw a meme there like, you will do it for money or a case of beer, which is terrible. Yeah, no, I think I saw <laughs> yeah. that one too. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's... Not a bad idea. You know, and I don't understand, like, if you're new to it, put the tailgate down, open up the back of your SUV and just right. look back there. Like, there's no there's yeah. no shame in, in, like, cheating or kind of, you know, looking, looking through the back of your car. It's just going to help. Right. Everybody behind you run it a lot smoother, and you're you're gonna oh, not yeah. argue with your wife or your buddy as much, and you know, <laughs> God yeah. forbid, you know, fail and actually end up all the way and down, you know, sinking. So right. um, that's definitely my my pro tip. It's just put the tailgate <laughs> down, man. You it'll be a lot better for you. Yeah, just make life yeah. easy. Just go you slow. Know, use your use your parking yeah. brake. Yes, all right? please. Oh my God. Yeah, don't be in a rush. Please don't. Smooth and steady, you know, smooth and steady. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they say well, smooth is yes. fast, right? That's what yeah. they say in uh, Navy SEALs or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's so funny, the amount of people that you see just struggling, and then they then they refuse help. Of course. And it's like, man, what are you, what are you doing? Just like, uh, pride. It, it, it's all pride. It really is. And I, I actually, uh, you know, being a captain, I, I do some instruction on the side. Yeah. And I've taught people how to drive boats and it's like breaking down those, those barriers and trying to get them to understand that it's really not mm -hmm. that hard as long as you use like this set, uh, a few set right. principles. And, uh, it's, it's interesting what happens when ego gets involved, you know, and it's funny, like I've had uh, husband and wife mm -hmm. couples on, on the boat and nine times out of 10, the wife does a lot better than the husband because she can listen. Yep. Yeah, you know, every time, and, and the husband, every, every time. time, and the husband's like, "I got this," and he crashes the dock, and then his wife gets on, she like flawless, and he's like, "Wow, I mean, that was yeah. really great." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, if you just listen to what I was saying, maybe it would work out." It's egos, they say it with their chest, you know, you know, they're say it, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> say it with your chest, but yeah. but you know, and it's funny too because you see it on all sizes of boats too, right? So you oh, know, yeah. you you'll see you know uh, a thirty foot, you know whatever you know mm -hmm. contender pull up to the sandbar and they're just spinning around in circles trying to figure out how to how to handle the the trips oh, yeah. and i'm like you know just somebody just either swim over there like somebody help them out and like if you don't have a rear right. anchor and you're trying to come to the sandbar like save yourself the trouble like you're not gonna right. have a good day like just yeah but um but yeah you know the women often same with fishing too. If, you know, if we're running charters, mm -hmm. you'll see that the women are out catch. You know, women and children to catch more fish than the quick trigger <laughs> guys. You know, the testosterone, the right. hooking them like Bill Dance. But uh, they, they, like you said, they just, just listen and they're more patient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that brings up you know patience and being on the ocean and, and doing what you're doing. That's something that, you know, creating content and being authentic and creating brands really takes is, is patience and time, right? I Correct. mean, this stuff does not happen overnight. So as someone who's done this for, you know, many times over for a bunch of different companies, mm -hmm. what is that, you know, the few key ingredients that you see when it's like staying patient, really, really trying to plug away and create a brand that is successful, but, you know, will maintain itself for, for years to come? I think 
that that's a good point and you know that's definitely always a hurdle right i think it's having an honest conversation up front that look you know rome wasn't built in the day and it's definitely not going to happen here depending on where you are so let's set some realistic expectation of what's going to happen and let's say mm -hmm. okay well at the end of six months let's then start to judge and let's then kind of take a holistic look at what's working and what's not but you know we're going to look for micro wins along the way and there we are going to kind of set goals and and expectations along the way but this absolutely is a patience game you know as you know mm -hmm. you know you create content as well so you know the more you do it it's, it's reputation like people always ask like well how do you go viral like what's the formula i'm like there's no formula but if you consistently put it out then lightning's gonna strike you know and as you right. as you're putting it out you're learning right so we call it dating the mm -hmm. audience right so the first couple months is just figuring out what are they like what are they reacting to and then you know we'll mm -hmm. we'll keep making the things that they don't like as well as get rid of the stuff that was a complete failure, you know? So it's, it's patience overall, but, you know, I think the way and kind of what I've seen the marketing managers kind of ladder it up to their senior executives is let's have, let's separate marketing from selling, right? That's like the mm -hmm. big kind of elephant in the room. Cause yeah. a lot of, a lot of CMOs and a lot of CEOs come from a sales background and they're put in these power positions. Right. They're like, well, I don't want to invest because I can't see my return within, you know, the first quarter, three months or two months, or, you know, I want to see a return right away. And I'm like, this is not the game for you. It's not going to happen. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. You know, so there's, so there's a difference between marketing and branding. So I would say set that yeah. money aside to marketing, let marketing do what they do. And then, have the sales team in place to receive those leads as they come in and really just kind of hone down on what they do best. So separation and right. setting expectation is, is the key. Yeah. Now, what do you think the split is between, you know, marketing and branding? Because as someone who is, you know, telling the story for a lot of brands, you know, such as mm -hmm. yourself, I see it as you're, you're better off focusing on your brand right? You know, the documentation, yep. if you will, and, and creating off of that versus just sell, sell, right. sell, right? And there's, there's always a time and place to For be sure. selling, right? There's always a time and place to be like, hey, 10% off, come, you know, come buy my stuff. But if you don't have the brand to back it up, you're not going to get the opportunity to then, you know, present that offer or that right. sale. So case in point, if you, if you go to a, a boat show, right? And I always mm -hmm. hear these conversations as I'm there and I'm, I'm laughing to myself, but, you know, <laughs> after the first 30 minutes to an hour, the, the average patron are like, they all look the same. Why is that right. boat a $1.5 million, you know, boat? And that boat over there is mm -hmm. 30 grand. What is the difference? And I always say like, right. it's no, it's brand. You have to build brand, yeah. right? You know, Vikings, Valhalla, like Chris Craft. Mm -hmm legendary brands that ha they mean the world to people right. like people will pay a premium because they know what goes into building these products no different from mm -hmm. wearing five dollar shades from walmart's or you can buy coasters or you can buy products right yeah it's, it's brand yep. so that's that's 100%. what we that's what we really want to focus in and we look okay is this a two-year goal five-year goal 30-year window how will we know with with what we're doing 
adding value along the way, you know, and this comes from listening to the customers. And as you scale it and as you grow, you're kind of telling that brand story along the way. And that's, that is the difference maker, you know, you're not, you know, you're not going to make, everybody can make a better burger than McDonald's, but they're everywhere because they built a brand. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. That's just, that's just how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And not to be just, you know, I had, I've had some people, um, you know, I've talked to and all they want to do is sell, 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 yep. sell. And I'm like, you just, it's just not going to work mm-hmm. that way. Right. You can't be like, Hey, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. You know, it's just, people don't want to hear that. They're going to get exhausted. And that's why, you know, television commercials just don't really work anymore. Right. Cause if you're more likely to see a cool picture on Instagram and on a, on a sponsored ad and click on that profile, check it out and see if you can relate to that yeah. brand, you yeah. know? And, and that's exactly where podcasts come into play. And I know you have a yeah. podcast mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, to the same extent that you're just, you're just trying to, you know, create more personal brand, but you're also telling the story of other brands that you're working 100%. with. And I, and maritime Correct. moment, right? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. that. I've listened to, I've listened to a couple of nice, episodes. Nice. They're all appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, again, yeah. I think it's, it's drilling down on brand and helping them tell their story, you know, cause you know, mm-hmm. a lot of manufacturers and stuff that, you know, don't even have a sales team or they're not even direct to consumer they sell more wholesale. Like what is that platform for them in a lockdown environment? How can they get their, their name out? But that's kind of where maritime moment came in, came into play, but you know, brand brand always is going to win. Right. It's why, why mm-hmm. Marvel had the success it has is why, you know, nostalgic yeah. brands like Nintendo can kind of can come back and do anything, you know, it's because right. they established such a core following early on. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, th- I think podcasts is, again, it's, it's, it's definitely going to take off and it's, it's yeah. uh, a place where advertisers are going to come because the listeners are already there. It's another passive form of entertainment that, you know, mm-hmm. can be monetized. Yeah. Right. And the cool thing about podcasts is what I've found and what I tell people when I'm kind of, you know, pitching them the idea of, hey, you should come mm-hmm. on the show is it's live yeah. content. And when I be mind live, it's not necessarily it's live, right? right? It's happening right. right now, but it stays alive and stays relevant right. for the most right. part right. forever, yep. right? Whereas that Instagram post that you made that you maybe spent 25 mm-hmm. minutes on designing and paying someone mm-hmm. to do it, 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 there's a lot more time and effort that's spent in that than there is just talking about yourself and story. Because let's be honest, we all love talking about ourselves, yep. right? It's super, super yep. easy for the right. most part. And, but that content stays live and relevant for the lifetime of your business, right? Or for the lifetime of, you know, whatever you're going to do. And it's, it's a cool piece of content that is just now kind of on the cusp of, of really becoming big. For sure. I I think, and that's why when I came along and saw you and thank you for reaching out via Instagram, um, I was just like, this is brilliant. I'm like, this is, this is exactly what needs to be happening. And there's no reason that other companies, other personalities shouldn't have this, but you know, you're, you're well on your way, man. I mean, you know, the brand, the branding on point, the, the website, the execution, all the bells and whistles are there. It's just back to patience, you know, you know, and, yep. and just putting it out. But the, that the fact that you're already on the waypoint TV is awesome. Right. Because that platform <laughs> I itself appreciate that, yeah. is good. It's, it's exploding and we're watching it 
day to day happen because it's an OTT network, right? Which in yep. for those of you who don't understand the lingo, it's over the top network. It's basically anything outside mm-hmm. of traditional television, traditional radio, magazines. It's it's over the top. So it's a lot of streaming services like Hulu, Netflix, you know, YouTube can be considered, you know, uh, a OTT as well. But um, Amazon Prime and Amazon Video, yeah, it's, it's it's all happening very fast. It, it's the wave of the future. It's what's gonna. It's and if you're not getting on board now, I mean, it it's like it's free right, right now. So why right. wouldn't you? You know? Yeah. I mean, there's gonna be there's probably gonna come a day where YouTube actually charges you to put content on it. You know that or or in some sort of way. I mean, you're already seeing that with advertisements, 100%. right? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You know, and and because they have the platform and the capability to do it. And I think there's there's a funny saying like, you know, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product, right? So yeah, where where did you, you say know, that before? So, I, I just yeah, no, that. I mean it's it's kind of going around this, you know, it's kind of making yeah. its way, but you know, it's as the the Netflix special, the social dilemma, kind of comes mm-hmm. about, and people are really understanding how the internet works. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's kind of a a catch 22 because with so much volume and so much exposure, now everybody is their own media company. So smaller right. voices can be amplified like mine and yours across all these mm-hmm. different platforms and reach people in Australia, Santorini, like literally globally. Mm-hmm. And that can be good or that can be bad. But what people are, right. it's like these companies or these big apps like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok they have so much power because of the fact that they have so many users, right? We're not paying to be right. on it. And those that do like Instagram, like we, you know, when they came out with the pay f- to boost your post, they did mm-hmm. it on purpose. They took people's organic reach down on purpose so they can put more money yeah. into them. That's a good business model for them, but you know, right. you get a, a segment of the population that was just like, wait, that's not fair. Well, it is fair, right? They mm-hmm. gave you a free platform. Right. You're putting stuff on it so they can charge you if they mm-hmm. want. They can delete your account if they want. It's, it's, it's their business. Yeah. But, you know, that's where people, right. that's where that saying came from, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I think people kind of disassociate the idea of Instagram being a social network. But in reality, it's it's just another company, sure. right? Sure. And and they're trying to monetize and make money, and they're making billions and billions of yeah. dollars. But yet, we're we've become so, you know, immune to thinking that they're just they're just providing this awesome service. They just want to give right. out for free, right? right? <laughs> That's not the case. Like this is there's been a plan <laughs> set of we're going to make money on this thing, whether you like yeah. it or not, you know. Um, which I think is super, it's, and even I get caught up in it. I'm like, oh man, like it's just Instagram. Like it's just a thing. Everyone right. has it, you know, but in reality, it's someone's, you know, paycheck, For sure. right? At the For end sure. of the day. So, but now, you know, kind of coming into a, a world where we got COVID, hopefully we're kind of leaving COVID and the boating industry is, you know, just completely exploding. I mean, up here we're limited by the season, Correct. but in Florida, it's pretty much 24 yep. seven, right? 365. Yep, Where do you kind of see, you know, Rogue Marine Advisors 
going and like the next, you know, kind of market share that you want to grab, like, are you focusing solely on builders? Are you focusing on tackle companies or like, what's the kind of next step for, for Rogue Marine Advisors? I think that's, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, I think the, the biggest part of this now for us is more brokerages. So, you know, yacht companies, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as they're kind of understanding that, okay, we need to do this and we have the budgets, Mm -hmm. we already have the marketing teams in place. I see not only the, the content side of it going really, really well, because, you know, once you really understand how all this works, you can't make enough content, mm. right? Literally, you can have right. four or five different agencies, four or five different, you know, an in-house team as well, all shooting content, all putting stuff out. But um, so I see yeah. that is a big area of opportunity for us. But that's not to say that, you know, internationally that, you know, yacht shows or tournament directors or, you know, these other mm-hmm. things that come up, you know, we won't give them attention as well. So I think, you know, yeah. wherever you can kind of find your your way or your niche, again, back to niching mm-hmm. down, it only helps you be the obvious go-to for, for whatever you're trying to accomplish, right? And that's the right. power of the yeah. internet. You know, you can be the foremost expert on honey. Like I have a, hun- a lady down right. the street from me that does local honey and you yeah. know, a couple of years ago, she's just like right out of her room. And I'm like, look, you got to figure it out. You got to do Instagram to set you up a PayPal. You don't have you don't have yeah. to do an e-commerce right away, but you're going to want to get on social media and crush it. And now, like, I yeah. mean, she's absolutely murdering it. And That's it's so awesome. good to say, like, yeah. OK, yeah, I kind of helped her, but I didn't yeah. have anything to do with it. It's whoever executes right. the best will win. That's it. Yeah. 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 Well, wise words, Art. <laughs> wise words. It was uh it was a pleasure to have Thank you on the you, show. Man. I mean, it's been, you know, it was great to get some of your story and background, but what I really enjoyed too is having, you know, hashing it out and just kind of spinning some yarn about the industry and, and how, you know, the brands that I'm connecting with, you know, and, and mm-hmm. yourself on like how how it's all yeah. working, right? And how how everything kind of comes together and how the internet is just a place where you can kind of be who you want to be and make money in any way possible right and take your your little company and your boat build your building boats out of your garage and become the next freeman because that's exactly how they started that's exactly how they started yeah watching that freeman brand video if you haven't seen it go watch it it's it's pretty eye-opening but again you know thank you for having me on the show man this has been a great opportunity you know i I love any time that i can uh talk to another like-minded individual you know yeah, of course. Any captain to captain like this. We, sh- we should get on the water pretty soon, man. We'll figure it out. For sure. That'd be awesome. All right, Art. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, we'll talk to Sounds you soon. Sounds good, brother. Peace. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Along the Keel. Uh, it's a great honor being able to produce this show and getting to talk to guys like Art about Rogue Marine Advisors and just being able to pick his brain. I mean, he's so knowledgeable when it comes to this kind of stuff. So it was uh, it was very helpful for me. Um, I learned a lot. I know that. And I definitely love the origin story of uh, Rogue Marine Advisors and what he has going on. Who knew that going to a Christmas party and then a baby shower would actually yield you a brand new career path? I mean, typically that those are things that guys don't normally want to go to, but you know, you get dragged along and, and you wind up having to go to it and you see people that you don't necessarily want to see, but yet here you are 
um, you know, being able to find uh, brand new career paths, which is absolutely wild. So you never know. You always got to network, always got to be talking to people. And that's something I definitely strive to do. So uh, well done, Art. Really love your content. And if you want to learn more about what Art has going on, he is very active on social media and he has some great posts, great information. And I always know that when I get a notification that Art posted something, that I'm going to take a look at it because I know he's got something good to say. So with that, please head on over to RogueMarineAdvisors.com. Check him out on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, he's probably on every social media platform. He's on TikTok, uh, YouTube. He's got a podcast, The Maritime Moment, which is a great podcast. They do something similar, except it's more maritime and directly related to the marine industry. So check that out. And as always, if you want to support this show along the keel made by yours truly, please give us a review. They're super, super important. You know, today everything is based off of this fancy pants algorithm that we all have to abide by so um, if you could leave us a review it helps boost the podcast and get more people like you learning about the brands that are being built outside so with that make sure to like share subscribe leave us a follow on instagram like us on facebook check us out on youtube all these podcasts are being recorded and i hope you have a great rest of your week rest of your day whenever you're listening to this but as always before i let you go Before I end this ramble, work hard, do good, be incredible, and have a great day. Thank you. We will catch you on the next episode of Along the Keel.